Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. And I love it because Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources that were once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. I don't talk about it a ton, but I have a fishing company. Five years ago, actually five years ago this month, my best friend Aaron and I started a bass fishing weight company called Woo Tungsten because woo is the sound you make when you catch a giant bass. So we sell tungsten weights for bass fishing and Shopify has made it so incredibly easy. They have all the tools and the resources that we need. No matter how big or small your business is, they just make it so effortless. And like mine, Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale. And you can reach customers online and across social networks with their ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. And you can gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond, which is something we use a ton. More than just a store, Shopify grows with you. Go to shopify.com slash bluewire, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business today with Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash bluewire right now. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Shopify.com slash bluewire. Welcome back to Talking Niners with Bay Kobe. It has been a uh, a long, long while. I think about, I want to say three weeks. I was supposed to have a bi-week episode up. I think I talked about it a, a, a while back. But um, with um, Mike Finn, Ice Cream Judas, uh, at Splash Cousin, and at Niner Wire Sam. But when I was recording that, uh, there were some errors, and the audio got messed up, and I couldn't access the files, and everything got you know, blown apart. So that, you know, kind of bummed me out. So I kind of was, didn't make anything for the last, you know, two or three weeks, but uh, we back now we back. And I brought two of the three back, Sam, Jordan, how are we doing today? What up, Cubby? I'm doing well, doing well, living life, ready for week 14. So can't complain, man. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. All right. So um, a little disclaimer before we get into all of today's topics. Um, if you think you're following me at Bay Kobe, make sure you check again because I did make a new account that is for strictly just Niner content and Niner stuff to kind of separate it from my other account, which is merging, merging into something different. So, you know, if, you know, real quick, just go ahead and check on that. Just type in at Bay Kobe on Twitter. Make sure you're following me. If you are cool, if you're not, go ahead and hit that follow button and then uh, let's continue. All right. Niners, Washington football team. This game Maybe what three or four weeks ago we'd say, yeah, this is a game the Niners can probably win. But now, um, recording this on December 11th of the 2020 year, I think the the football team is probably the favorite here. I know on ESPN they are. I think the Niners are favored by three, but that's just because you know they're the home team, so they get that automatically. So really, it's it's even, but. I think the Niners, especially with the football team coming off a um, impressive win over the the um, previously undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Niners struggling against a very, very, very good Bills team, um, I think the Washington football team is probably the the team that should be favored in this game. I think the Niners are going to be the dogs here. Yeah, for sure. I'm totally with you on that. I mean, this Washington team coming off a win against the Steelers – I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I forgot to look at who else they played in the past because I mean, you got a lot of teams doing that. But the coming off a win against the Steelers, I know this team is red hot. They're five and seven. My opinion, one of the most underrated teams in this league. They they're definitely talented on the other fronts on both on both sides of the ball. I'd say mainly on defense. And another reason why I think Washington's definitely they definitely should be favored in this game is because you look at the mismatch between our offensive line and their defensive line. I mean, we were saying in the chat before, Mont- uh, sorry, excuse me, not Monta Sweat, Chase Young, probably going to have three sacks before the first half. And we would be lucky if he didn't have that. So there's a total mismatch right there. And I just don't see, considering the way McGlinchey's been playing recently, I know on my channel, I say like, 
every week McGlinchey's a key player because he has to step it up and he's just completely fell flat every day, every constantly just falling flat every game. And then also, I mean, you look at Terry McLaurin and you look at how good he's been this year and then look at how the Niners cornerbacks have done against other top receivers this year. DeAndre Hopkins went off. DK Metcalf went off. Stephon Diggs went off. Devontae Parker, I'll even put on that list. Even though he's not one of the best receivers, he went off. And yes, it was Brian Allen guarding him, but still. Now you got Terry McLaurin, who's been a phenomenal receiver this year against a secondary that struggled against Buffalo. I don't know, man. I, I don't see us winning this game, and I definitely think we should be the underdogs going into it. Yeah, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how that right side of the line holds up because right now McGlinchey has 27 pressures allowed. Run skills all over the place. Who knows if he's going to start last game? We saw they had uh, Colton McKivitz and Tom Compton rotating at that guard spot. They moved Brunskill all over the line. There's no real continuity on that line outside of Trent Williams, and I just don't see how they're going to be able to hold up to that pass rush who isn't just great at the top. They have tremendous depth, and they have that ability like the 49ers had last season to kind of rotate in guys and keep guys fresh. So you're constantly getting players that are well-rested, that have that, you know, get-up-and-go ability to just go out and get the quarterback. And I just, you know, I, I respect Shanahan and his play-calling ability. I'm just super concerned that there's not enough you can do scheme-wise to protect Nick Mullins from just getting obliterated out there. And adding on to the offensive line woes, I mean, Brunskill's going to have to start at center again, and they're going to have to get that rotation at right guard because Horonis Grosso got ruled out today with a knee injury, so... It's going to be Brunskill at center. And then we saw Tom Compton and Cole McKivitz rotating at right guard. And you don't see that often. Like you put in Tom Compton, he starts out pretty bad, falls kind of flat. Then they put in McKivitz and then they put back in Compton. You don't see that often. You're usually going to see on all the stat sheets, the guys who are going to get 100% of the snaps are the offensive linemen. Offensive linemen almost never get rotated. And when they do, it's bad. When they get rotated in again after get rotating out, it's really bad, and that's like panic bun all over it. So the offensive line is definitely going to struggle against this defensive line, and I really think that's just going to be the X factor of this game. Yeah, this Washington team is – the D-line is similar to last year's uh, Niners team. Just, you know, it's just a line loaded with a bunch of first-round talent. Uh, is, and it's, the right side of this line is uh, it's tough to watch, like especially McGlinchey. Like McGlinchey, like like – Compton and McKivitz is like just get beat, but like McClinchy gets bullied on the right. Like he gets like pushed into his own players at like it's it's kind of embarrassing at times. But um the left side's fine. It's just the right oh, side yeah, for sure. absolutely terrible. And uh just kind of you know leading to one of the topics I had, just continuing with the offense. I mean, for the Niners to have any shot on offense in this game to even move the ball consistently, they're gonna have to run the ball well. The run game's gonna have to be stellar. And if it's not, then there's just no way because Mullins already is, you know, he's turnover prone. He turns the ball over a lot. He's good for at least one a game. And if he's forced to pass, you know, he's forced to drop back, like what, every single down. Maybe we're down by like, you know, 10 plus or mid run games is absolutely terrible. So we have to, you know, go with the passing the ball. If we're in like third and long, second and long, it's all game and, and the defense line has a chance to pin their ears back and, and attack this weak right side of the line and get to Mullins and force him to make mistakes. The offense is going to have a absolutely terrible day. So those, those Debo screens, the run game was Wilson and most are probably leading the way more so Wilson because most are still banged up. It's it's going to be monumental for the run game to, to, you know, be able to consistently get four yards of play. Otherwise this offense stands no chance against this defense for Washington. Yeah, man, I'm totally with you on that. And also adding on to that, McGlinchey, we've been talking, we just talked about him, about how terrible he's been this year. But one thing a lot of people aren't giving him credit for is his run blocking has stayed the same, in my opinion. It's it's his pass blocking that's definitely gone down. The run blocking is fine. And if we run the ball a lot, you're going to see McGlinchey have a good game. And that's also what I think we need to do against this Washington team who has a good pass D, mind you. And you really don't want to put your offensive line in that situation where it's an, it's an insane pass rush against a great pasty and then you're putting against you're you're putting in weak pass blockers to go against that that's that's just a recipe for a disaster so i definitely think run game is going to be key the big thing about the run game though ross dwelly needs to step it up like he did against buffalo again because 
I've definitely noticed in the games where Kittle hasn't played, the run game has definitely been worse. And yeah, for sure. I'll give Dwelly, I'll give Dwelly, Dwelly, I'll give Russ Dwelly some credit right here that he stepped it up last game and he, we saw some great blocks from him and the Rams game too. We saw some decent blocks, but the run game is still not the same. And if Ross Dwelly can provide what he's been doing last week and a bit more, then this team's going to thrive. Period. Yeah, I'm with you. I just, I, I'm more, I just worry that there's, they're, they're going to end up in a position where they're just, I, I don't see how they're going to put, like, it's such a fundamental thing to say, scoring more points than the other team. But I just don't see <laughs> yeah. how they're going to continuously put up points against this Washington team. And the Steelers have one of the best defenses in the league, and Washington was able to get, you know, over 20 on them. I could easily see them getting 24, 27, somewhere in that range, maybe even 20. And that's going to be enough to beat the Niners. You know, one thing that I really tried to stress after the Rams game was I was not impressed with that victory because I felt like it was just another case of a divisional opponent. Shanahan seems to have McVay's number when there's semi-level playing field. And I it just it didn't seem like a great statement win that it seemed like a lot of people wanted it to be. And I think last week they really kind of revealed their true colors where they're going to struggle to put up points. You know, the offense wasn't terrible last week, but I think that a lot of those points were kind of, I don't want to say it was garbage time, but it wasn't, you know, it didn't feel like they had to really earn those points. You're going to have to earn points against this Washington team. And I just don't think that they have the personnel to do it. I still think that there's such a major issue with quarterback. I think that Mullins as admirable of a job, admirable of a job as he's done as an undrafted backup. He's just not the guy to get it done. Even if they had Jimmy, I wouldn't feel great about it this week. I just, you know, we saw last year they played the t- this team minus Chase Young with Case Keenum instead of Alex Smith. And I know the weather played a huge factor in it, that mud bowl. But the 49ers struggled to move the ball against them last year, and it was a 9-0 to game. And I just – I see a situ- situation where it's just going to be – it's going to be way too hard to put up points, you know? And like I said, it's one of the most fundamental things ever. The other team's going to score more points. How do you score more points than them? I just don't see the 49ers path to doing that this week. Yeah. Um, the touch in that Rams game, I didn't get to see the entire game, how they work, but I mean, the game seemed like it was super duper sloppy, mm-hmm. like turnovers all over the place. I mean, I think the Rams had a fumble for a touchdown. We, Javon Kinlaw had the pick six. Um, and as far as I thought the Niners only scored one other touchdown. That was the Moser touchdown. Mm-hmm. So the offense only only put up one touchdown against the Rams, and they were close to like giving that game away. So yeah, it, it almost it, it did feel kind of fluky, as much as we wanted to be like, you know, like a rallying the troops kind of moment. Like, hey, you know, we're still in this thing. You know, let's 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 win out. Like, it's you know, hindsight doesn't really feel like that anymore because of the way we saw them play against the Bills. It was more of a yeah, golf sucks against the Niners defense uh, for some reason, um, and then. Shanahan has McVay's number um, the last four games. He's beat him all four times. So it just kind of felt like a divisional thing. You know, your opponent too well. Niners match up well enough to beat the Rams. And that's kind of how it is. I don't – I mean, going forward, this Washington team is going to be tough. We already know the Cardinals and Seahawks are going to be tough. Even if, you know, they don't seem as good as they were earlier in the season, they're still going to be – they're still better than the Niners. So, yeah, I mean, just going forward, it's, it's not a lot to be hopeful about. I mean, I mean, the Niners always – can find a way to win some games. We don't expect them to win. Um, like that Patriot game, they were fantastic in that game. We didn't expect that. The, the Rams game for the first one, we didn't expect them to play that well in, in that game. The way the O-line played the week before against the Dolphins, and then Jimmy came back and obviously they looked good again. But, um, yeah, I mean, just offense, I don't see how they're going to – they look bad against – they look good against the Rams. They struggled against the Buffalo Bills um, at times. And then now we're playing one of the best defenses in the league with one of the best pass rushes in the league. You want to rush just four defensive linemen against the O-line that is terrible on the right side. So, yeah, I mean, as far as the offense goes, I mean, we know how that's going to go. If they can't run the ball, it's, you know, it's lights out. There's nothing. So moving on to the defense, the Washington offense kind of plays a little more into the Niners' strengths. They're not going to get tested deep too much because Alex is a, you know, he's, we know, we know Alex, you know, we've, we're all Niners fans here. We know what Alex uh, brings to the table. So, the Niners defense will be able to play a little bit faster. They can kind of sit on a couple on a couple of things a little a little more. Alex is going to he can still extend plays, but not to the extent he used to be able to. Um, especially not to the extent that Josh Allen can. Josh Allen is a absolute stu- 
Um, <clears throat> sorry, stud. But um, yeah, it's the defense might play. It's going to play better this week. They're going to be better this week than they were last week because Josh because Alex Smith is not Josh Allen. He's playing well, but he's not Josh Allen. And um, it's going to be it's going to be about the offense. Like the the football team will score you know enough points to no they'll put up at least like twenty. Like you said, Jordan, they'll put up at least like twenty, probably more than twenty. Can the Niners do that? Can they put up at least twenty or more than twenty against this defense? Probably not. So the defense is going to play absolutely stellar. It's going to, have to be like you know holding to like seventeen or less, um, which they can do against Washington. But will they? We have to see. It's uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to get a gauge on this team's been so off and on. Like times look good on defense, and times look bad on defense, and times look good on offense, and, and times look bad on offense. It's kind of like you don't know what you're going to get. It's almost like. Jimmy's a QB. You don't know what he's gonna get. You know, week in, week out. It's just like something different. So I don't know. I I mean, I don't I don't think we're gonna fare well in this game. I think Washington can do a little more offense than we can do. They have better quarterback play at the moment. But um, yeah, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. Yeah, and I'm definitely with you on that. I mean, it's definitely gonna be better than the Bills matchup. Let's be real. Yeah. Because first of all. Alex Smith, I know you said Alex Smith is not Josh Allen. I'm looking at it as, as this way. Alex Smith is not a dual-threat quarterback. Dual-threat quarterbacks have been our kryptonite this year. Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, even Carson Wentz, who's not considered a dual-threat quarterback, was able to get out of the pocket and act like a dual-threat quarterback and beat us just like that. Carson Wentz is the guy who got benched this year. Dual-threat quarterbacks have been our kryptonite, and Alex Smith is not that, especially after that injury he had two seasons ago. So that's definitely a huge game for us. The other major game for us is that no Antonio Gibson. And I feel like yeah. last last time they – the Bills last game went short passes a lot of the time, and we kind of struggled against that. And when you look at a running back, it's going to be short passes, short screen passes, which we've struggled against this year. And they, they might not run that as much. Now, I know McKissick has been the primary receiving back, but now they can put more attention on him rather than Peyton Barber, because Peyton Barber is no Antonio Gibson. Let's be real. So I definitely think you can focus more on the passing game instead of the rush game. And that's definitely going to be a huge plus for us. The defense, the biggest problem for the defense, and I already said this is just Terry McLaurin and being able to lock him up. But yeah, this is definitely a much better matchup than the one we had last week because, I mean, Washington's worse than the Bills and we match up much better against them. So yeah, I definitely think the defense probably going to rebound a little bit, but we'll have to see at the end of the day. It really all comes down to how can we guard Terry McLaurin and how can we stop him. Yeah, I think there's also, like, it's weird, the Bills matchup. Like, the matchup was terrible for the defense, but I think the matchup for the 49ers offense really wasn't that bad. Uh, I think the Bills have a better secondary than maybe the numbers will lead on, but they don't really have a pass rush, and we know that they kind of struggled against the run. So it's kind of like the roles have reversed this week, and it's like the offense has a much tougher matchup, but the defense gets a little bit of a break. Uh, after last week, you know, the defense kind of had the tougher assignment. So, like, my my faith was actually higher in the 49ers pulling out a game. I predicted them to lose by 10 points last week. But I think the margin of victory will be much smaller. I still think the Redskins will – sorry, the, fo the football team. I'm still <laughs> tripping over that. <laughs> I think that the Washington football team will win. I just don't, like, think the margin – like, I'm, I'm comfortable predicting them. I feel more comfortable, but I just think that the margin is going to be much smaller due to the playing style. But, like, what we saw last year – when the 49ers got up in that game, and I, again, I understand it was the mud bowl and it was terrible weather. It was like basically like playing in a monsoon with a slip and slide for a field. But when the 49ers got up early, the uh, the football team really just couldn't move the ball. And when you have that suffocating pass rush and that front seven like that, it is so hard to consistently create big plays and move the ball. And I just don't see a path to the 49ers being able to do that outside of having a tremendous day in the run game where they're really, you know, getting the ball outside, they're getting out in space, and they're not letting that front seven kind of suffocate them. But I'm also worried about that because Mostert was saying that he's still feeling the lingering issues from his ankle. He definitely hasn't looked as explosive as he normally does. And it's 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 just starting to get to the point. I don't want to sound all doomy and gloomy, but 
Like what is going? What is going like right this year? Like everything just feels like yeah, it's kind of crashing right. down. Nothing. And outside of a couple wins here and there, you know, like it, it's it's wild too if you think about it. If you take away the Rams game and you take away the game that they uh, played against the New, New York, York team, you know, the, the Giants are a first place team. You know, we we can feel better about that win actually probably than we did at the time. But like, who have they beat? They beat New England. New England just got waxed by the Rams last night. Like. It's it's just starting to feel like it's a year where they're for whatever reason they're not getting it together and I I have such a hard time like last year I was confident going into almost every single game that the 49ers were going to pull out a victory this for year sure. it's, been almost, it's been like the complete opposite you know and it sucks yeah. to say it again I don't want to be all you know pessimistic but I just don't see a path to them getting ahead and comfortably holding a lead in this game. And that seems to be the only way the 49ers really have won games this year. If you know, we remember the Jets and Giants, they kind of won in blowouts. The New England game, they got out to that big lead and held it. The first Rams game, it was kind of similar, and they were just able to hold, run the clock out a little bit. The only outlier is that game at L.A. when And again, but it was the same thing. They had that lead, and the Rams started start, found a way to come back. I have much more confidence in the – uh, Washington football team's ability to weather kind of an early storm than I do the 49ers. I don't see a way that the 49ers can come back. If let's say they, you know, the uh, Washington team gets up seven, zero, 10, zero, something like that. Like usually a one score game that's it's, you're right there in it. I wouldn't feel that way. So a, a touchdown early would feel like two to me uh, just with the way the 49ers offense has been playing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just, just being honest here, you know, this team isn't capable of beating any contenders, you know, that's just the case. It's not going to be any contenders, any, any real, you know, teams that have a chance to add Super Bowl this year, this team isn't beating them. That's just the truth. It's not really being pessimistic. It's just how it is. Even some of the, you know, average teams were kind of like, you know, shaking on, but yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, if, if the Niners win the toss for this game or they, 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 they're the home team. So they get the flip first, right? They're Chiefs, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they want to toss. They'll they'll definitely receive as a, as a way to try to like you know score early to get a defense you know a, a lead to kind of help them, and also just to get out in front of Washington so their offense can kind of run the game plan. So I think their game plan offense will be the same as it was for the Rams games, trying to get the ball into their playmakers' hands as quick as possible, um, run the ball a lot, a lot of Debo screens because Debo is going to play in this game. He was you know act, he was cleared to play um, today. I think it was. Um. Yeah, it's just I hear I hear what you say, Jordan. Like, it's just it's hard to envision this offense being able to score enough to beat Washington. I you know you have more faith in Washington being able to score more in this game than the Niners because the right side of the line is just so like it's not even like they're just playing bad. It's been atrocious at times. Like it's been like hard to watch at times. It's like like they have no time to do anything on offense. It's like like Coleman, he had two carries, negative um, eleven yards, and on both carries. He had nowhere to go. Like it just he he gets the ball, he looks to make his cut, and then like it's like there's like four or five bills in front of him. And it's like, well, what happened there? Like, like without the run game, this team isn't just uh, like it just it can't operate. Like, like losing Bosa in week two literally was the season because the team rides with the run game on the defense. And with the defense nowhere near as dominant as it was, like it's still a good defense, like it's not going to well, minus the Bills game, it's not going to lose you the game, um, but it's not going to win you the game either. So, like, just having Bosa gone, to having that stud, you know, rusher on the edge, like, gone for the entire season, and now because there were times last season where the offense was like, like in the Washington game last year, the offense taking a long time to get it going. You know, they're missing opportunities, they're missing you know chances here and there, just kind of struggling overall. And the defense is like keeping them afloat because they're not allowing points on the, on the other end. Like they're they're stopping you know the other team too, so it gives Kyle and the offense time to get to get everything right to you know really start clicking. But you know this year we see the Niners' offense going to these little you know where they these little streaks where they can't get anything going, and the defense can't hold for that long. Like they the defense will give you like two or three solid drives, and then after that. Like they're probably going to score on the rest. So the offense on those three drives that you know defense is able to get a stop, you got to get some points. You know some kind of points, either even the field goal is fine. Like just you got to get some points. And this offense, you know, can't do that consistently. And playing this Washington defense, it's just, I mean, the running game has, like I said, the running game has to thrive in this game. Their linebackers aren't that great, so sideline to sideline, you know, Kyle's going to be trying to run, you know, get to the edge. 
Um, every play call that he calls, at least for the run game, is going to be a lot of stretch runs, a lot of you know outside zones, a lot of screens on the outside. It may look very similar to the Rams and Patriot game plans, which you know it 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 may work. And again, they're going to try to neutralize that pass rush for sure, just by trying to you know keep the ball away from them, just getting out to the edge. But that that would be like the only way. That's like the only way I can envision them having any kind of success on Sunday. There's no way they're going to be able to drop back and like you know, pass on this defense because the Steelers, one of the best teams in the league, like struggled heavily in that game on Monday. Like they, like the offense, like I thought the offense was bad. The Steelers offense, I thought their offense was like terrible the way they, the way they looked. But it's good. That defense is so good. It's, you know, this team is isn't built to, to deal with this Washington team. Like this team isn't built to play this kind of team. Their offense can't afford to play a defense that's dominant because they're struggling already. Um, and, it's just it's you got elite talent coming your way, like it is going to put Chase Young and Montrez uh, Montrez Sweats over on Michael Glinchy, and he said he's going to get put on his ass like probably two or three times in this game, or just get absolutely pushed into, um, you know, one of his own teammates and blow up a run. And the Niners' offense is going to be it's going to be punting a lot, and the the Washington offense, although it's not you know it's not great, it's not going to like scare you. They'll score enough to win the game. And I have no confidence in our offense being able to score enough to win the game. Now, me saying that means we're probably put up like 25 and we'll win the game from hell. And I'd be like, damn, a like idiot. But, I mean, that's just how I feel about it. I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat it. I'm not going to be like, well, you're not a true fan because you have no faith that this team can win this week. It's like, no, I'm just being realistic, you know, just realistically looking at things. This Washington team has, like, they're kind of like, like I said, the defense is built to stop his offense. Like his offense already struggles, and they have a D line that can disrupt things without having to even put more than you know seven in the box. So just as far as Kyle's game plan, and I don't know, I just yeah, it's not not looking too good. Not looking too good. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, for sure, totally with you on that. And I mean, the, I mean, I do trust Kyle with the run game because I mean I've said it so many times, and I might as well say it again that. Kyle Shanahan can work with any running back he want, but I mean, if you, the, the fact that he has to rely on the run game, this entire game really to succeed is definitely a concern. Cause I mean, you definitely want that balance. And if, if you're just going to be relying on the run game, then you're not really going to get anything. You just have to hope for a few good runs or one of your guys to go off, which I don't think it's going to happen. Cause I mean, we've seen most been struggling, probably not hundred percent yet. Jeff Wilson is probably the guy who's most likely to have a, big game and i don't see that happening so it's definitely going to be very risky but i want to go back a little bit because at the beginning of that kobe you said that the 49ers are going to receive the ball probably if they win the toss and that's a very interesting point i kind of want to touch on because let's look at the past few games and look at the first drive against buffalo we reached the half yard line get stopped but we drove 99 almost 99 yards down the field and almost got the touchdown week 12 we get a touchdown. Week 10, we get a touchdown. Week nine, I forget what happened week nine, but it, it could have been a touchdown. I, I For some reason, I feel like it was a touchdown. I'm not 100% sure. What game was week nine again? The season's been crazy. Packers. Yeah. That was a Thursday night game against the Packers. We could have scored. I think uh, we could have scored. Uh, River Craycraft, he dropped the uh, he dropped the touchdown. He dropped the touchdown. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we did drive, yeah. the, we did drive down the field that game yeah. as well. Um, and then after that, I can't remember because I really started noticing this throughout the past three weeks. But this offense, is getting a, good. yeah, yeah, for sure. This, I mean, this offense has been getting a very hard, hot start when they get the ball first. And I mean, I kind of mentioned that as my key to the game for the Buffalo game just get a hot start, hot start on offense. And they did that. Unfortunately, that wasn't enough, but that's going to be key this game to get that hot start early. And it's not going to be my key of the game because, I mean, you got to deal with Chase Young and Montez Sweat and that entire D-line. But that's definitely going to be the number two thing up there for me, getting that hot start because that has definitely helped us stay in games. I mean, without the hot start, we lose the Rams game. Without that hot start, the Buffalo game is a blowout. And, I mean, it was 34-24. The score doesn't seem like that. It seems like Buffalo should have won by more. But if we don't get that hot start, it's easily like a 30, it could be a 34 seven game, something like that complete blowout. Same with the saints game Packers game was a blowout. So I'm not going to go really touch on that a little bit, but the hot starts have been very important for us on offense. So that's a very interesting point you make on that Kobe. And I definitely think that's going to be seen during the game. 
Yeah, the opening the opening script is always good. I think like of our what our um, twelve games that we scored on first drive, at least eight of them, like seven or eight games we scored on the on our very first offensive drive. So Something like that, yeah, they're gonna have to do that this game, but they're gonna have to, you know, just to kind of give their just to kind of get out, you know, in front and give their offense a chance to actually to actually run their offense the way they want to. But yeah, if they, you know, if they if they get behind early and then you know it's like what ten plus in the second quarter, third quarter, and the defensive line could just, like, pin the air attack and just, and just rush and force Mullins and the offense to throw consistently, yeah, it's, it's game over. So, moving along. Um, on a scale of 110, which I know is going to be some low numbers, but on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely do you think it is the Niners find a way to win this game? Who wants to go first? I mean, I can. I think maybe, like, a 4, like, Three, three and a half, four. Yeah, like, you, went up, you went up a point in group chat. You said two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel better. Like, the thing is, I don't want to like. I don't want to change my mind. Like you know, I, I'm all for changing. You know, opinions when facts are presented and things change. Yeah. The 49ers got a couple of players back since I made that prediction. Uh, you know, a month ago or whatever that they would lose. But I just don't like. I'm so torn because I think Washington's going to struggle almost as much as the 49ers do to put up points. I just trust what Alex Smith is going to do with the football better than I would trust Nick Mullins. He won't turn it over like Mullins will. Mullins yeah, didn't give him extra two possessions. Yeah, and like like even the, the game he played, I thought he played a good game against Buffalo. He could have easily had a couple more picks. Same thing against the Rams. And that seems to be the theme with all the 49ers quarterbacks is that they not only turn the ball over, but they also nearly turn the ball over multiple times a game. And I just don't see that from Alex Smith. And I could see, I just, I have much more faith in Washington pulling out a defensive struggle that's a battle of field position where you may not be scoring every, you know, may not, it's not going to be the scoreboard, uh, lit up. the scoreboard won't be lit up the way that it was in the Buffalo game. But you get a couple of possessions where Washington is picking up a first down or two and flipping the field and creating this disparity in field position. I just, you know, we saw Mullins go the length of the field a couple of times. But I also think that that's going to be a much more difficult task against this Washington team. And I think this Washington team is feeling pretty good. Like, they know that they ha- if they pull off a couple wins, especially with the schedule the Giants have, they're right yeah. there as a playoff team. And not many people had them even in that discussion, even in the, the way the NFC East has been. Like, even as it devolved as the year went on, people were talking about the Eagles. They were talking about the Giants. And I think the football team really just – they went in the trenches. And that ultimately, to me, is where – the 49ers have struggled and that's been the difference between being a 13 and three team and being five and seven, maybe soon to be five and eight team. So my faith in, it's not as much my faith in the 49ers isn't there. It's just, I I think that Washington is much, it's built much better to win the kind of game that I think is going to happen. Battle that defensive struggle where it's going to met like the field, like field position matters in every game, but when you're not scoring points, it, it hurts the psyche when you need a score and you have to go 80, 75 yards against a defense as good as Washington's. Yeah. I mean, Washington, they're, they're kind of hot right now too. They've won. Um, I just had to schedule it. I think they've won what four of the last six and they're in the, in the, in the two like, loss were like, were like one score losses. So like right now they're, they're playing like overall, like better football. So I think they're in like a better spot and they're a lot healthier than we are. You know, outside, yeah. They're on a, they're on a three game. Over. They're yeah, on a three-game win streak right now. I, it was Cincinnati and Dallas who haven't been that good, but I mean, blowout against Dallas on Thanksgiving—that's always good. And then you beat Pittsburgh, so yeah, like the Pittsburgh yeah. team, like okay, like this team defeated. Now, you now you could say like okay, you know, it had to happen at some point. You know, sometimes teams lose a team they shouldn't lose to. Like maybe that was the case with Pittsburgh, but I think it's more so. I mean, because if you just look at the team, you know, if you just watch the Washington game, the defense is no fluke. Like it's not like no accident that they beat the Steelers like that. Like they, they're legit. And to kind of piggyback off what you said, Jordan, like, you know, down the stretch, if it's Smith or Mullins, you're taking Alex Smith. Like you trust Smith more than you trust Mullins. So even if this game is close at the end, you know, who do you trust more to make a bigger play? Uh, it, it would be Smith. Like he did in the Pittsburgh game. He made, he laid two big drives in the late in the game to win this game. So to bring them back from down 14, nothing to get them to win 23, 17, like Smith's was good in the clutch. And what Mullins has what one or two games where he's been good in the clutch. Mm-hmm. So, I, mean, I mean, this year I wouldn't even. I mean, this year he hasn't been clutch at all besides the Rams game. Yeah, and then maybe I mean the last clutch game he, he probably had was the, the Seattle 20, game. 2018 against Seattle, and then this yeah, this that's the last clutch the game he had. Those were only two that you can think of where Mullins was good. You know, at the end of the game. 
Um, then you think of against like the Bears game from 2018 where he absolutely, you know, choked. You know, I was at that game. That. that was that was yeah. so like, rough. You go to the game, he choked really hard um in the fourth quarter. Like, I mean, it's just who you know, you trust Alex Smith more in the clutch. So if this game is close in the end, you still don't feel comfortable because you know you got Smith who's gonna he's not gonna make a mistake, you know. He's he's safe with the ball, which is why he checks down a lot, you know, he takes a lot of safe options, but it's not turnovers. You know, you're not giving the, the team extra possessions. You get to, you get to punt and pin the team, you know, deep in their own territory. So just from that standpoint, I'm going to go with like a, my confidence level is at like a, I'm going to go with a two. I'm going to go with two because Shanahan tends to win games. He shouldn't win for some reason. This feels like one of the games that he probably, that they probably shouldn't win because their offense feels like it's going to be, you know, you know, overwhelmed. But then again, the offense might do enough to win this game. So I'll, I'll go two. And my two is just because Shanahan's coaching. That's it. Yeah, I'm going to go with the three here. Kind of what Jordan said. I want to bring up something that he said earlier. Jordan, you said that I'm going with this because it's not that I don't have faith in the Niners. It's because of Washington. And I'm totally with you on that. And Washington is the better team here. Let's be real. Washington is the better team. But they have some major holes that this team can easily get through. And I definitely, as Jordan said, it's not because I don't have faith in the Niners. I do have faith in the Niners. I definitely think that this team can get through those holes. And the two biggest ones, I've talked about them a lot, McLaurin and the defensive line. Those are the two biggest holes. And then also just getting the run game going. You just got to ensure that happens. And although I don't think all three things are going to go right and don't won't go perfectly, I definitely think there's a chance that you can get through those holes. And I'm going to go with the three here because, I mean – yeah, we can get through those holes. We can succeed in this game. We can make it a close game. Maybe we come through in the end. I mean, this Washington team is still under 500, mind you that. Yes, they are a good team. And in my opinion, their record doesn't describe how good they are. But still, I definitely think that this team, I wouldn't say, I, I don't think they're going to win the game. But I would not be surprised if the 49ers pulled off the upset here. And that's why I think I'm going to go with the three. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, last thing I got in here. I guess it was kind of meant for last week. I kind of threw one here just for this week. You know, our Niners is a legitimate contender for a playoff spot. I know there's going to be a lot of fans out there that think, you know, we're, we're still in the race. Like, no, nah, let's, let's go ahead and shut it down. Yeah. Let's go ahead and shut it down. Uh, this team, even if they do get in the playoffs, I don't trust them to be anybody. Like, they're going to have to play, you know, the one, two, or three. You know, well, no, not three. Probably won't get that high. So either one or two seed, you know, and it's going to be either the – the Saints or the Packers. And the Packers already destroyed the Niners, and the Saints play well against the Niners as well. So I don't trust – even with Jimmy back, if he's back for those, if he, if he does come back, which I think he's on pace too, I don't trust, um, you know, Jimmy either to be able to do enough to beat those teams. The defense isn't what it was last year. The defense was a big part of the success the Niners had last year. Just having – like, it was, a, it was a historic defensive line. Like, all that talent and the production you got – from you know the fourth Buckner and Armstead had a career year and Bosa was you know had a historical rookie year and Ford was healthy for at least half of it. It's um yeah I mean I I, I consider them out of the race. I know they're still in the race you know you know you know mathematically, but you know mentally I'm just like yeah this you know this is wait till this is over so I just kind of get through it game by game. You know they might win a game here or there they're not supposed to win they might win. One of you know they probably win the Cowboys game, they might win one of the Arizona Seattle game, they might win one of those games. But uh, yeah, I think they like to lose this week. I think they they probably beat Dallas. They finally lose to Dallas this year. That's just like probably taking for Wilson. Probably, if they lose to Dallas, they're definitely taking for Wilson. Which yeah, I mean no one no one actively tanks, but I'll have my questions if they lose to Dallas. Dallas is not good. Uh, but yeah, they probably win one of the Arizona or Seattle games just because it's a divisional game. Maybe Seattle has already clinched the spot and they're resting everybody in week 17. Or maybe Arizona, they continue to struggle and they struggle even more. I think Murray's going to a shoulder injury and Murray hasn't been very, he hasn't been very good recently. He's been actually very bad recently. So yeah, maybe they get bad Murray in week 16. Maybe they get the, you know, the Seattle second team in week 17 and they get one of those games. But uh, yeah, over the next four, probably gonna be probably gonna be two and two. But that's not gonna be enough to get into the playoffs. I think the season is 
pretty much done. We're just kind of waiting for it to end. Yeah, for sure. And you said like two and two. I think, in my opinion, this team has to win out if you want to make the playoffs. Right now, yeah, definitely is. they can't lose. Yeah, game. for sure. Right now, you got Seattle and LA, who are like the wild card spot for that, and the NFC West is up for that. So that's going to be a toss up. We're not going to get past them. Don't think we're going to get past Tampa. And then you got Minnesota and Arizona. Minnesota is the team I'm more concerned about because they've been red hot recently. And I definitely think that they'll probably make the playoffs over Arizona, but it's going to be close. And, I mean, you look at the games. Washington, which I don't think we're going to win. Dallas, we should win. Arizona. And Arizona has just – Arizona has our number. Let's be real. Like, even though we got those two wins last year, they should. They were so close. Yeah, they were hard. Nail biters. And we've already we our week one game was one of the worst performances I've seen this year from this team. And before then, I mean, I, I don't I think a lot. Yeah, I know. I think the last time before last year, the last time so I'm about to go into college. The last time before last year, when we beat Arizona, I was in the fifth grade. That's kind of crazy. This team just has our number right now. And I, I don't see us winning that game again with the dual threat quarterback. Same with Russell Wilson, dual threat quarterback. I, I just don't see us winning out. I, th- I think the season's done, but again, like no one's really going to tank. And Kyle Shannon's that guy who's not going to tank. He's always going to yeah, go for the gold. Fighter. Yeah, for sure. He's a fighter. He's not, I mean, you're not, you don't intentionally tank. I mean, the, if you intentionally tank, then you're going to lose your job. You're trying to well, win. I games. mean, the, the Jets. The, yeah, but I mean, what they did against the Raiders, like they, it has to be tanking. Like there's no way. Yeah, like, for I'll sure. I'll blitz in that situation. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I was just saying, like, if, if usually if you're tanking, you're like you're gonna get fired because you're trying to make money for your owner, for your team, try to get your team on the map, get some excitement for last next year, get some ticket sales. So, I mean, yeah, this team is not gonna tank, but I don't, I don't see us winning. I think you're right now. You're looking at obviously five and eleven at the worst. Best, I, I think the best I would say is eight and eight. And I doubt that happens. I think realistically, I think you're looking at a six and 10. I think you're looking at six and 10. I'm feeling seven and nine, but yeah, it's kind of, I think, I think we're going to win the game. We shouldn't win. I think we'll win Dallas. And we'll win, we'll win one of the Arizona Seattle games, but other than that, that's all I got for the rest of the season. So I'm looking at a tweet. That I replied to somebody on November 7th and I said six and 10 on November 7th. And here we are in December 11th. And that's looking like a very real possibility. Not, I'm not trying to two mile horn or anything. I'm just saying like, the writing was on the wall. Like I, I hey, people wanted to be excited. You're right. You're right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you you you're know right, me and my right. takes, Kobe. Sometimes people like to get. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, <laughs> oh my god. Like Vana uh, like today. Vana, like, yeah, I saw that today. today. <laughs> yeah, some dudes with the Jimmy's basically Rex Grossman. Well, that's not what he said. He said the similarities <laughs> of the teams. Yeah, like, the, did you see when I posted the numbers too? He stopped replying. Yeah, I, yeah, he stopped I know. Times, People couldn't do that. He just he just gave up, threw the white flag in. <laughs> that was like, well, I use Adam, man. I know who you're talking to. Is good and Adam. I thought that was. I, I felt honored though. I thought that was so funny. Like you know, because I'm not gonna lie. It's like so like the, the like the whole you know. I don't. I know. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole here, but like. It's something for people to think about because I have a friend who I truly respect. He's a Seahawks fan, but I still, you know, we talk football all the time. He's very yeah. objective. He's not, you know, one of those people that just hates on the 49. Like he doesn't like the 49ers, but he's he's fair. And he said that, you know, the only thing that scares me is if your team wakes up and gets a real QB because the rest of your team is so good. And he made that comparison to the Bears in that late to mid 2000s when they had that suffocating defense, when they had Lance Briggs, when they had Peanut Tillman, when they had Brian Urlacher, and they had a good enough team, but they had Rex. Rex fucking Grossman and Rex Grossman was kind of holding that team back. And at first I thought it was kind of funny and it was kind of like a joke, but then I actually looked at the numbers and I'm like, Holy sh-. like, sorry, I mean, I don't mean to cuss on here. Sorry, but like, like, Holy crap, dude. Like it's, no, you're literally, fine. I- it's, it's literally <laughs> the same thing. Like yeah. literally the bears second in scoring offense, 2019 49ers second in scoring offense, both had top five D's both went 13 and three, both ended up losing in the playoffs. And then when you get into the next season, the next season, like the, cur- the current season the 49ers find themselves in, is when the numbers get really interesting because the Bears had, uh, in 2007, the year after the Bears, so the, it would be the same year that the Niners are now, the year coming off a Super Bowl loss, the Bears yeah. were 7-9, and nine, 18th in scoring offense, and their week one starter only played seven games. The 49ers this season, the year after their Super Bowl loss, are 5-7, and seven, 
20th in scoring offense, and their week one starter has only played six games. It's it's like an episode of the Twilight Zone. Dude. I know. It's, like it's ridiculous. It's Here, here's the thing, though. <laughs> We're just hoping that the year at, at – the, 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 um, when does uh, – I'm asking his name. Jay Culler, when does he get there? Is he get there after that 2010, year? I think, yeah, 2010 or 2009. So we're yeah, somewhere around there. Two. Yeah, yeah. So I think Cutler was soon after that, and Cutler was kind of mediocre. So hopefully we, we don't end up with a Cutler. After all of this, but if you recall, Cutler actually got them. They were in that that year that Green Bay. Yeah, he was good to start off. He was hurt in that NFC Championship game that they had at home, and I honestly think if he was healthy, Aaron Rodgers might never have a Super Bowl ring because I think the Bears had a better team that year. But yeah. I, I just think Cut, like you know, Cutler had the arm. I just don't know that he had had it between the ears. And the Bears have been cursed for however long with quarterbacks. They haven't had a good quarterback since Sid Luckman. It's been that's like six, 70 years ago, something like that. Like, yeah, well, we Jim was they traded okay. up to get Mitch. They traded up to get Mitch over <laughs> to Sean. And, yeah. It was Fred Warner for that. It's mind boggling, dude. So like I, and I just, the thing with me is that I just would rather them, I would rather them swing and miss than keep the same quarterback and know how limited they are. Because ultimately like if, if Jimmy's end up, ends up being the guy next year, I'm still going to root for the 49ers every week, but I'm yeah, not, gonna, and I'm not picking them to win the division. I'd struggle to pick them to have anything higher than maybe a seven seed in the NFC. I just don't think that they're going to be very good. I think the league has kind of figured them out. So I think that they're in a position where they kind of do need to upgrade because it's so obvious how talented Kyle Shanahan is. The guy is a fucking genius, man. Like the guy really, he just, he sees the game. Like some people see the game and then some people see like, like the the play develop before it even gets called. And that's Kyle Shanahan. Like he's that guy that is just, you can't waste somebody of that caliber on an offense that's just running on gadget plays and, you know, outside zone running all the time. Like it's just not, it's eventually the league catches up. The league is so cyclical. It will always catch up. But if you have that X factor quarterback, like that game against the bills, the 49ers defense didn't really play like terrible. The pass rush could have been better, but so much of it was when they did get pressure. Josh Allen was able to extend plays just enough, just enough to get outside. And the bills had a good team. They weren't a super bowl team, but they were, in the playoffs and the bills decided hey you know what we're gonna we realize that quarterback is kind of holding the rest of this roster back and a couple years later now they have a very bright future with a franchise guy so i would rather the 49ers swing for the fences and miss than just get by and being this average offense that isn't really gonna i don't think get back to that 2019 level anytime soon the best way to describe what's going on with quarterbacks now is what happened to big men in the nba Mm-hmm. Big men now have to be able to shoot. They got to be able to stretch the floor. Otherwise, they are mm-hmm. a liability. Now in the NFL, quarterbacks have to be able to extend plays. You got to be able to move. You got to be able to, to throw the ball deep. It's like a hat. You have to. Like if you watch any college game, most quarterbacks are able to move and they can throw a deep ball. At least you know. At least you know attempt the deep ball. Jimmy doesn't even attempt deep balls, but. But I think it's like a it's like a passing of the it's almost like it's like a new era, you know, coming along. Now you need you need more mobile quarterbacks, you need guys with you know with good arm talent who can get the ball all over the field, you know, you know, accurately. Now obviously between the ears and who they have as their coach is gonna is gonna you know vary. But as far as the talent, like almost all quarterbacks coming in now have mobility. Even if they're not like you know Lamar Jackson fast, they're they're fast enough to extend plays. Like Josh Allen, you know, he's he's not blazing fast, but he's you know, he's he can move. Even like even Joe Burrow, like he can move pretty well. You know, um, Herbert can move. You know, Murray can move. Like Watson can move. Mahomes can move. Like all these quarterbacks coming in now can move. Like they can get out of the pocket. They can extend plays with relative ease, and they can throw the ball over the field. So, like we're we're nearing a time now where almost every team that wants to contend, unless you have this like like the Niners last year, unless you have some like super duper you know stellar defense with a very very good running game, and your quarterback just has to you know just hit like three or four, five big passes a game, you're going to need somebody who can who can elevate the offensive line. Because offensive line play also is another thing I noticed. It's like these old lines, you're not going to find many that can protect the quarterback for more than like two and a half seconds, maybe even less than that. Like these defensive linemen are getting like – they have the advantage as far as like – because holding calls, like offensive linemen, if you touch any – like you touch his shoulder, like just a little bit on his shoulder – they call it a holding penalty. Unless you're a Niners, they don't get any holding. Um, you know, <laughs> they don't get benefited by any of those. But yeah, like the like defense linemen have the advantage when it comes to you know the war in the trenches. Like they have, they can 
they can do more. Like the offensive line, like they're number one, they're already backpedaling. Like you got guys coming at you full speed. Like now these athletes are like so much better these days. Like they're so much faster, so much stronger. Like look at Nick Bosa. He's like a specimen. He's like, like, the, like he has the quads of, like it's just he's like a it's almost like an alien. Like the things, like the way he looks, the things he can do, like how athletic he is. It's crazy that like these people have to deal with linemen like that on offense. And he's just and you're backpedaling, having to like fend them off for more than two seconds. Like this is not going to happen that often. So you need guys who can extend plays. So when the play breaks down, you can still, you know, get something out of it, even if it's just throwing the ball away. There's times where Jimmy and Nick can't even throw the ball away because they can't get out of the pocket. So it'd be a you know intentional grounding. So they just have to take the sack. Like just a, this simple stuff like that, just extending the play for another second or two can just really change. Like we saw in the Bills game when Nick actually started to move. Like they were like what two or three times he got out of the pocket and moved and actually threw a ball and, and was able to get a first down and play that looked like a sack. Like just like you have to be able to do that these days. Like you have to be able to do it. Like that's why Tom Brady's looking so rough this year because he can't really move. And now you know they're starting the offense is starting to struggle. Doesn't doesn't matter how much talent you have. Their talent is ridiculous. They got Fournette, you know, they got Ronald Jones, they got Brown, they got Evans, they got got they got Godwin. Yeah, their offense looks like it's struggling a lot because they don't have a QB who can, you know, climb out of good rush. So the Buccaneers, I don't, you know, I don't see them as a contender because, you know, it's just if you can get the Tom Brady consistently, he's gonna he can't really do anything to you. He can't extend place that well. So yeah, like just at the quarterback position, you just you just have to. It's getting to the point where you just have to. You gotta get a guy who's who's you know can extend plays, can throw it all over the yard, can hit, can make every throw. It's just it's a must now. It's a must. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, there's there's also there's a lot of positions that are changing. One that came to mind, you were talking about this. I might as well just say this. Defensive line, mainly defense, because the last time when was the last time you saw a team build through the secondary? other than the Legion of Boom, and succeed. There haven't been that many. And you look at this year, the Seahawks definitely tried to do that. And they have one of the worst pasties. Because, I mean, they went all out that secondary, got Shaq Griffin, got Dunbar, got Quandre Diggs, and then they still have uh, – oh, Jamal Adams is the guy they had. And they've just been completely falling flat because of that D-line. And then you look like a team at like Washington, and you look at their secondary. I mean, Kendall Fuller, Ronald Darby, I mean – the Shazer Everett, those are okay guys, decent guys, but they're no superstars, but they're looking like superstars because of that defensive line. So a lot of teams are building through the trenches, defensive line, everything. And yeah, the game's evolving, as you guys were saying. I mean, just want to bring that up because I mean, it's definitely relevant to this game. Both teams are kind of doing that. And both teams, again, in the quarterback hunt, they're going to be looking for a guy who can adapt to this new NFL era where they can move around do everything, have great pocket presence. And, I mean, there's a lot of guys you can get, whether it's Stafford, Darnold, anyone in the draft, really. There's a lot. So it's going to be a very interesting offseason for both teams. I totally agree. Sorry, it's drinking water. Um, what else? I think that's everything for uh, this show. Yeah, we all think Nara's going to lose. So, <laughs> I mean, I'd say it with so much gusto, man. So it sounds so depressing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean that that tone just describes the season. Like, I mean, we were all so hyped at the beginning of the show. We're like, okay, let's do this to get it done. And then at the end, we're like, yeah, the Niners are gonna lose. We're good. Like I got seen earlier. So. I was like, your your hype, like your hype show, made me made me sad. I was like, damn, it wasn't supposed to be like <laughs> it's supposed, supposed to be a revenge tour. And yeah, here we are. And Week, you know what? What is it? I don't, I don't care. Week, week, week one. The revenge tour is on. Week nine. Forty-five second video of everyone who got hurt cut out of the video. <laughs> well, right, me a video. It, was, it took out like two minutes of your video. It's just. So- oh yeah, for sure. It was. It's kind of. I think it was like. I, I don't know how long it was. It was like two thirty, and it's like forty-five seconds. And twenty of those seconds are me describing of what, like ten seconds describing what happened, and like ten seconds at the end for the end card. So it's like twenty-five seconds out of those two minutes, something like that. I don't know. But it's crazy how this season has just been. So, yeah, man. Hey, hopefully we're wrong. But, you know, I, I just – like I said, no, nothing wrong with – like, you know, I, I like the way the Niners fought last week. I think they'll fight this week. I could easily see us being wrong and then pulling out a win. I just don't – I have far more faith in Washington, and that's just ultimately what it comes down to. It's not that I – you know, I think that sometimes – 
I've picked the Niners to lose their last five games, I think. Maybe see LA, Buffalo, Green Bay. Yeah, five games. And I was right on all but one of them. And it's like, it was so funny when I was wrong about the Rams game. I had some people that were giving, you know, giving me a bunch of crap about it. And I'm like, hey, it's cool. What's up? It was fluky, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's why it's so funny when that, like it's people act like you're it's such a bad thing to understand that your team's just in a position where it's not very you know it's not hard to be confident about them winning and there's nothing wrong with being real about it it makes the letdown far less significant once you get in those games and they ultimately fall short I hope I'm wrong I'm, I have no issue admitting I'm wrong but at a certain point it's a pattern and they really they they have one win out of their last seven six games seven games something like that and it was that fluky game against the Rams. so yeah i mean you'd rather yeah. be rather be wrong in victory than right in defeat like we said before yeah. jordan that's exactly, exactly. just because we said that we're going to lose doesn't mean we want us to lose yeah it's just we're trying to be objective here you know what i mean it, it's easy to pick the 49ers to win every week but ultimately what kind of what good does that do like yeah that's i mean it just show, it just goes to show that you're a biased analyst or whoever exactly. you are a podcaster yeah. yeah i don't want to be biased i hate biased people yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think Jordan, you and I said this on our Ram stream that we did, or one of us said this, like, hopefully, because we both predicted the Rams to lose. We're like, hopefully we're wrong. It's not like we're predicting the Niners to lose. And people got mad at me last week for predicting the Niners to lose. Like, it's not that we want them to lose. It's just like, we think they are going to lose. Looking I mean, at, it, it's you know, all the yeah. circumstances, you know, the Niners shouldn't be favored. Yeah, for sure. All. You yeah, for sure. Kobe, you too. I mean, you've been on two of my streams, Saints and Patriots. And people people get upset when we pick the Niners to lose, but hey man, it is what it is. Just you got you gotta accept the facts whenever you can. So people assume when we say like we're going to lose that we want us to lose so we can get like a, a quarterback. No, I'm not. It's, we're just saying looking at the stats, looking at the tape, looking at all that stuff, everything accounted for, the Niners should not be favored. You know, that's just just the way that's how we're talking about it. It's just like from a you know subjective standpoint it's just like hey I, for sure underdogs. and i said and I, on sam's show oh sorry go ahead sam no i was just say the only time i've been happy that we lost was week 17 against the rams 2018 that was because kittle at the end of the game broke the record and i was like okay you broke the record i don't care about anything else that's the yeah. only time i've been we happy that we lost again so i mean yeah there, there's really not like you don't root for a team to lose and if you do that then you might as well just be, if you root for the 49ers to lose you might as well just become a seattle seahawks fan and just flock off to them. Yeah, and ultimately too, like I, I remember I said on your pregame for the Rams, while I, I picked the Rams to win, I also said that the 49ers matched up very well. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. at all if the 49ers ended up winning, and I would want to see them beat a team they aren't familiar with, and they end up getting the brakes beaten off of them by the Bills the following week. So, you know, anything can happen on a given week, but I think there's a clear pattern here where it's starting to look like the 49ers just really are overmatched at this point. I respect, They don't give up. They, they do continue to fight, and there's a lot of respect, and it's very commendable. But at a certain point, we have to understand that, you know, it's just not their year. Like, they're not a playoff team. Best case, I could see them probably winning the next two or maybe stealing one of the division games. I could see them finishing 7-9, and nine, best case scenario. I don't think that this team even gets to 500, personally. I think 6-10 and 10 ultimately will be the final record. Well, I mean, five hundred is. I think we have to. We have to win three to. Oh, wait. We can yeah. go nine and seven. Yeah, yeah. Go three and one to. Yeah, yeah three and one. one. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. And that's but, not. It's not. Yeah, happen. it's definitely not happening. Although Sam, I said your pregame for the Saints game. I said the <laughs> Niners can't lose because if they win, yeah, they won. If they lose, all right, better draft position. Yeah, I mean, you get a bad. You got a better draft position. The loses. The losses aren't co- as consequential, but. I mean, you want your team to win. And yeah, I mean, it's, like with, a team like, this, with a team like this, you can shake it off quick with a loss. I mean, I remember like what year was it? Oh, 20, 2017. I mean, I, I think you guys have heard my stories about my quote unquote fucking awful five. And Brian Hoyer's on that because even though the team was terrible, the games were just so close. And I didn't care that we lost because Brian Hoyer just kept blowing the games, game after game, just kept choking. I mean, like you, you don't re- like the point. Of, the moral of the story is like you're gonna you're you're gonna be more frustrated if your team loses. You always want your team to win. So yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here on my couch and I'm like, oh shit, we got a first down. What the hell are we doing? Yeah. What about Zach Wilson? Oh shit, we got a touchdown. What, what about Zach Wilson? Why are we winning this game? I'm not gonna sit here doing that. Yeah, you're not gonna do that. So 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's not the way that we're just we're just saying, you know, based on the facts and the film and the stats, mm-hmm. we are favored. That's all. All right, I think that's gonna, that's enough from us. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. We uh we try to sound smart, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we could we easily look, be wrong, you know. We look we, we look good doing it though. Look good doing yeah, it, do but. Look good doing it. These could be but, some very, very cold takes at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, this could, I mean, freezing cold takes to be like, this takes this whole episode. I'm like, yep, here, just listen to all this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Niners, Niners can win. I'm not saying there's no way. They can win, you know. And you give them Sunday. I mean, it's, it's, I say about, they got like a, what I said, 2 out of 10. I'll, I'll bump it. I'll go 2.7. 2.7 out of 10 chance they win this game. I get a 0.7 because. Just because, why not? All right, that's enough from us. Uh, see you guys in the next episode, whenever that'll be. I have to figure out who I'm going to put on that on that one. Um, I might hit up Jason. We'll see. All right, thank you guys for listening. See you guys in the next one. Have a good Sunday. See ya. Later, guys. Thank you for having me on, Kobe. Always good oh, talking. Yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having yeah, me on, Cub. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on the show. Yeah, of After uh, this could happen, the last one. That was unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. See you. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. WinBet Sportsbook again? Yeah, man. Want to get in on these bets with me? Okay, fine. Just signed up. Yes. See? WinBet. Told you. Sign up at winbet.com today using promo code BLUEWIRE to get up to $1,000 toward a risk-free sports bet. That's W-Y-N-N-BET and promo code BLUEWIRE. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.